The Crafty Crew is your weekly craft beer review. Join myself, Kinger, Nally, Mark and Walchy as we try some new and some favourite beers with a little bit of banter along the way. Starts Friday, January 15th with new episodes every Friday. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger, I'm joined by Mark. Hi, yeah. By Nally. Well. And by Walchy. The doctor is in. <laughs> Sorry, lad. I've, I've, I've genuinely wanted to say that all week. I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> Quality. Have Have you been saying that to people in work? <laughs> While no, the tail? no, no. I'm pretty the sure the doctor will see you now. Yeah. I can just I can just see it. Somebody shouting, "Is there a doctor here?" And and what she stands up, going, and "Yes, I, yes, I'm here." A run to the off license aisle and grab a few beers. And I, is this not how you doctor? <laughs> you need help with your bollocksology call Paul yeah. Walsh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this week it's Trappists um, Nally is very excited about this I it, this is a whole new world for me so uh, Belgian Trappists or Trappists in general Nally what's the like? What's what's the vibe here yeah so Trappists are brewed by monks essentially they have to they have to be brewed by monks to fall into this Trappist category um, there's certain you know requirements that they need to be in it. Um, there's there's other versions of these beers that are very similar, and they're called um, Abbey Ales, which are basically like <laughs> they're class beers as well. But they're basically like um, what's that? You know, oh god, I can't think. What's like if you have like Nike and Nikki or something like that? It's it's pretty much the same thing, except it's it's just a really really good knockoff version. Um, their class there's there's a couple of really good examples of them as well yeah so trappist then the trappist breweries they tend to make a couple of different styles they have the ankle double triple and the quad now the ankle isn't really made anymore it used to be made it was originally made instead of uh instead of monks and that having to drink water because it was oftentimes it was heavily polluted so you brew the ankle which was low in alcohol percentage and was used for you know their day-to-day drink the normal thing then you'd have the double, which is slightly stronger. It's anywhere up to about 7%, kind of. Now, doubles tend to be dark in colour. They're like a dark a dark ale. Um, and that comes from the used uh, candy sugar in the brewing process, which helps beef up that uh, alcohol percentage. So they use the same grain bill as an uh, eichel, which roughly translates to a single. They use the same grain bill, but they add in uh, candy sugar. It's Belgian candy sugar. And it gives it that kind of brown color. Um, and then you have triples, which are, you know, they're light color. They're kind of golden color as well. And um, the first triple was in West Mall, which um, I am very, very excited for. Uh, so West Mall is the oldest Trappist brewery in the world. There's a Trappist monastery that's older. But um, as breweries go, West Mall is the oldest. So most of the time, the style of triple is compared to the Westmal triple, um, possibly the Westmal double as well, but you know th- that varies. And then the fourth style is a quad, which kind of goes back to darker in color. So they kind of go light dark, light dark in color, um, and the percentages go up as you get through the different styles as well. And um, you know, I suppose we'll get into the flavor and stuff with them later on when we go into the actual beers, because being Belgian mm-hmm. beers, um. You know they're quite unique in their flavors, uh, the flavor profile and stuff like that. We'll we'll get into more, but yeah, I'm I am very excited for these. I I freaking love Belgian beers, so 
this is a very happy episode for me. <laughs> uh, well, the, the the little bit of digging that I was doing about them, um, I thought Trappists were just beer. Like I thought it was just beer that they that they certified just beer, but um, the it's the beers aren't the actual only commodities that monasteries um, produce. That they can they can they have Trappist cheeses. Trappist wines, breads, chocolates, and honey, and they all qualify for the official. I think it's the, is it the ATP label, which is like authentic Trappist produce or authentic Trappist product or something like that. So um, there's a whole um, range of stuff that you can get. Yeah, it's a bit like champagne has to come from the Champagne region, and like blah bread in Ireland has to come from certain bakeries in Waterford. Um, right, yeah, the, yeah. To yeah. be a Trappist, anything you have to come from a brewer, like not only an abbey of specific type or whatever but that's also recognized by this like atp kind of group of trappist breweries yeah so just to get into a kinger like to follow on from your point there's 169 recognized trappist monasteries um but there's only 13 breweries and like you know we're trying two belgians today but like you think when you when you kind of hear trappist it sounds like a belgian word maybe they're all in belgium but no there's five in belgium two in holland and then Austria, Italy, England, France, Spain, and America uh, have one each. So there's quite a quite a decent spread of them. Um, basically, there's there's three rules. So they're they're run by the Benedictine Order of Monks, um, which are uh, an order of the Cistercians. You know, so for anyone who's into your I don't know your history of the Catholic monasteries there you go that that's a, a nice bit but whatever so they're benedictines they have to follow three rules to be a trappist brewery so rule one is it has to be the beer has to be brewed within the walls of the monastery either by the monks or under their direct supervision uh, the second one is that the brewery must be of secondary importance so basically in the brew in the monastery praying and the worship of god has to be priority number one and the beer making is just like another priority. They can't put it above daily prayers or anything like that um, or their their general kind of rules. So that's their second one. And the third one is that they can't be profit making. So the income can only cover the expenses of like the monastery or maintenance or raw materials and everything else they generally give to charity uh, or help people in need. So, you know, this is a kind of beer that supports, directly supports charity and you know, because one of the rules is they can't be profit making. It's kind of nice that you know some of your money probably is going is going somewhere good. And um, so basically, these uh, Benedictine orders they follow a document called the Rule of Saint Benedict, which is written by like Saint Benedict, and it's just rules about um, how to live as a monk. You know, so it's like basically their logo, their motto is like pray and work. It's a motto called uh, Ora et Labora. So it's just basically. You, you devote your life to God and then you work as another devotion to God, kind of. Um, so it's just just one kind of fun fact for all of, of, of us Irish people. Bookfast is actually brewed by Benedictine monks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is this, the start of my campaign for uh, Bookfast to be made into an official Trappist product. So come on, ATP, get your working gloves rolled up, roll up your sleeves there and get the... The Bookfast Abbey in England recognised, please. So does that mean that all the Bookfast I drank in college actually uh, did some good, that my money was going to some kind of good cause at, at some no. point? No, definitely yeah, t- not. Turns out, <laughs> t- turns out it's not your first time trying sharpest beers, King. Yeah. <laughs> Vile stuff, oh. Jesus. What I have here is not really uh, 
uh, Trappist related. It's more of beers in Belgium and Belgium in general. Just that um, there is more than eleven hundred beer brands to offer in Belgium. There, it is home to approximately one hundred and sixty breweries, of which a hundred of them are located in Flanders, which, from what I looked up, seems to be up the north of Belgium, and it also produces. Just over 18.5 million litres of beer a year. And now I want to go to Belgium. (laughs) (laughs) Crafty Crew Podcast on tour could be our first destination. Flanders. We we have a few places that we'd be going on tour by the sounds of things. (laughs) I mean, that Delirium Tremens Cafe. We can uh, we can follow uh, Dr. Paul Walsh on his next seminar of bollocksology as he tours <laughs> Europe when uh, when COVID goes away. Yeah, I'll have to make sure to get some time off. It's very hard to get time off as a learned doctor, you know. Dr. Walsh and his and his three students <laughs> following him across the <laughs> yeah <laughs> the beer trails of Europe. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I think I was the one that picked the beers this week. Um, so it's uh, we've I've gone with Trappist Rockfort or Rochfort Eight. I, I'm going to butcher that name the whole way through this podcast. And much to Nally's delight, I picked Westmal Westmala Trappist Triple as well. So, um, what say we start with the the Rockfort lads number eight, and we'll leave the what Nally sees as the Holy Grail to to last. I think yeah, leave him stewing for a few more minutes. Sure, why, that's why, an, why not? Yeah, that's an unbelie- unbelievable shout king or so it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So, All right, crack them open. Just uh, a quick one for you lads before you start baiting into these to pour them out. Um, so another thing I forgot to mention earlier is Trappist ales tend to be bottle conditioned, which means there's extra sugar and stuff added into them just while they're being put into the bottle. So expect a lot of head when you're pouring these. Like they're very highly carbonated beers. Pour Poured with ease, so. Oh, yes. It smells fantastic. I think we've got our quad on our set, on our hands here, Nally. By the color. No, no, you you think that because it's the dark, but it's it's the, it's a double. So the Rochford Eight oh, is their okay. double. Yeah. So oh. it's it's got that uh, candy sugar in it, so it has to give it that color. No, for whatever reason, I was thinking like another kind of a blondy, you know, Hepperweiss type of a look to it for some reason. I feel a little bit like all the talking we've done about Trappist and that they're seen as like, you know, they're brewed by monks and it's a, it's a, it's a certain order that has to qualify it as to be a Trappist. I feel like whatever I say, I'm going to do this beer a disservice, no matter what I say about it. Like, I'm actually nervous to, to I'm nervous to actually try this beer, which is, which is, which is weird. Could you say you fear the wrath of God if you give it a bad review, Kinger? Possibly, yeah. Possibly, I- yeah. I reckon a couple of Hail Marys and you'll be fine, lad. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of sediment in that. I don't know if I poured too much yeah. of it into the glass or whatever. Yeah, so that's another thing with these beers. They tend to be quite hazy. It's uh, it's the yeast that tends to stay in them. So unlike, say, with uh, New England IPAs and things like that, that you get more proteins and stuff hanging around them, these are quite yeast-heavy so you get that kind of haze from the yeast in them. Um, yeah, so this one anyway, you can see this one is kind of like a reddish-brown kind of colour. Um, yeah. Like like a mahogany nearly. I think is a good colour for it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're good. It's a good colour. Um, yeah, so it's a double, like I was saying. It's uh, What is this one, Kinger? Is it 6 point something percent? 
It's even better than I thought. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was right, thinking yeah. it might be a quad Nally. Yeah, I don't think it is. It could be, but I don't think so. I still think it's their possibly their double. But then again, Rashford might have their own. Uh, it might necessarily be doubles and triples for them. You know, they they use a numbering system on it. They have six, eight, ten, and twelve. So I think I was just going off the numbers, describing it as a double. What are what are the numbers then? Do you know or or what? Six, eight, ten, and twelve um, are the numbers on them. What do they? I mean, what 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 do they mean? I mean, sorry, do you know? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Is, is it just is it just a name or, or or like does it does it signify something or? I think what it is is it's it, it kind of relates back to their specific gravity nearly. So they when you check your gravity of your beer, um, their six is ten zero six zero roughly is the specific gravity. So they call it a six. This one is ten eighty. Okay. You know, the next is ten hundred and ten right. twelve or whatever. But it roughly translates back okay. to the, the percent alcohol as well. So I think their six is about six and a half to seven percent or something like that. Okay. Uh, and then their ten is up about ten or eleven percent as well. Okay. Um do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we had the double IPAs episode and I I spoke about that slight warmth um after drinking a, a, a particular type of double ipa that like you might liken to a whiskey or to a, or, um, a rum i'm i'm getting the same kind of feeling in my chest with, with this obviously it's to do with the alcohol percentage yeah I, I agree with you kinger i get that too and also just to kind of skip back to the aroma it has this nice sweet caramelly kind of thing mm. that reminds me of the red ales we had and when you taste that that caramel taste comes through quite rich and, and really smooth. Yeah. It's really delicious. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I'd agree with you, Mark. It's kind of got a kind of fruity smell as well. So it's not just, it's quite caramelly, like you said, but then it, it's kind of fruity as well. You know, there's something kind of sweet about the smell. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the mouthfeel, they're quite, you know, they're quite carbonated. They're pretty fizzy, so they are. Um, and they kind of coat your mouth as well. They're quite viscous. They're quite thick. Which I find very strange that it's so kind of hazy, but it still has that carbonation. It's I didn't think the two would ever go together. Like I thought, when you see it kind of been very hazy, it's it it, it beers tend to be a bit that bit smoother, you know. Nally, would I be right in saying that generally bottle conditioned beers, like part of, a main part of that conditioning is adding the carbonation? Yeah, a hundred percent, Mark. So when you bottle condition the beer, you add extra sugar into the bottle. Uh, into the beer um, yeah. and then into the bottle and the little bits of yeast that's left they they eat through that sugar so it, it kicks up the ABV a slight bit not much because there's very little in there but what it does is it, when you bottle the beer you, you cap it the carbon the carbon dioxide the CO2 can't escape so it's forced into the beer itself and it keeps the carbonation in there um, and that's why it leads to that little bit of haze in it as well because the yeast they die off after a while when there's no much sugar to eat, so they just they sit around in the bottle. My, there was a bit of a leading question, like this is carbonated definitely, but it's not like super crisp, so it must have been quite, you know, not watery but quite flat when when it was originally bottled. Yeah, I, I suppose it could have been. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good shout. It might have been. Yeah, like if you if you age something for a while, if it's been fermented for a while in casks or something like that, the the carbonation might come out of it. So when you bottle condition it, it's it's to kind of ensure that they maintain the carbonation they're looking for over a period of time. 
Yeah. Um, and Dr. Walsh, what is your um, <laughs> official bollocksology report on this? I don't think it's bollocksology, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go with that. And if it is, it's it's part of my doctorate, you know. Um, <laughs> I was a bit nervous at first because I took that first sip and you seem to get hit with a lot uh, in, in, initially. But kind of once it settles down, the flavor isn't as strong and it kind of sits nicely. But then I do kind of get that warmth that uh, King was on about because the down to the high percentage you'll obviously get that. But it's 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 quite nice once you kind of that very first impact. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of, but once it kind of sits for a second, it it gets a lot more enjoyable. It's it's quite a heavy one as well. Um, you know, for a beer, I guess the sediment that's left in there from the bottle conditioning and whatever from before. It isn't something you're going to like lamp 10 pints of this into you super quick. No. This feels more like a slow drinker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that, that kind of goes back a bit to Walchie's fact he had at the start, how Belgium had, they produce a lot of beer. So I was looking it up as well. On average, Belgium, they're, they're not, I don't think they're even in the top 10 of uh, beer consumed per capita. But that's because they have beers like this. So these are generally served in like, you know, a tulip glass or... Uh, beer chalice so you know you're not going to get pints of them that's the point of them you know they're served in those smaller glasses because of the high percentage so although belgians are known for enjoying their beer they tend to drink you know a lot less than say people in you know irish or whatever but that's because they're drinking beers that are nine percent at a time <laughs> whereas we're drinking you know what's guinness 4.2 i think it is 4.4 somewhere whereas they're on 9.2 beers <laughs> Making a making a lot of excuses for Belgium there, Nally. Uh, <laughs> any reason behind that in particular? You've been paid. Pass, passports <laughs> in the post, lad. <laughs> <laughs> the Belgian embassy are bribing Nally to talk up Belgium on this podcast. Huh? <laughs> I feel like well, I, I don't. They don't really have to pay me. I mean, the beer does that itself. You see. <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's obvious that they're it's 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 they're probably drinking it more for the enjoyment uh, as opposed to trying to get blind drunk like the majority of Irish drinkers across the the country, you know. Paul Walsh, could you tell me what again is your doctorate in? Um, oh, let me get my certificate here. Um, <laughs> so boll- bollocksology, bollocks to the yeah, yeah. bollocks to that care. <laughs> I I can't I can't quite. Uh, I can't quite pinpoint the flavor that I'm picking up most in this. There's a strange kind of of a fruitiness is the wrong word because like it's not fruity, but there's there's definite like maybe it's the sweetness, maybe it's from the the candy the the candy sugar that I'm picking up, but it's it's um it's it's the, we've we've marked beers before on on down on you couldn't sit there and drink that for the night. Do you know what I mean? So I think we have to be careful with this one because it's not it's not a an, an all-night drinker kind of a beer. Oh, I'm kind of getting the, the caramel flavor of like a galaxy caramel with the sugary sweetness of like jelly tots. So I don't know if, if that's something we need to go out and try tomorrow just to kind of recreate this taste. <laughs> but um, if anyone's ever had galaxy caramel and jelly tots together, please Ooh. let us know. Is it nice? <laughs> I, I mean, want to know. <laughs> I live in the middle of town. I could pick some up. And I'll let you know. <laughs> you, as, you could do a learned research yeah. paper on it. As, as a doctor, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> That's oh God, we're beating this thing to death, aren't we? <laughs> That's the kind continue. of thing that wins Nobel Prizes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think King are just on that. Yeah, they're quite malty. I think the thing with these as well is they're not really, they're not overly hopped. Like you're not getting a super hoppy flavor mm. or a super hoppy smell from them either. Um, that's in general with Belgian beers. Um, they don't tend to be overly hopped like so. It is a lot more the malt uh, character. So malt is kind of breadiness and caramelly type of thing. More so than the hoppy flavours we get normally. Yeah, I agree with you there, Nally. And just to swing this thing round to the ratings, um, you know, for me, I'll kick us off uh, after Kinger introduces us all to the official Crafty Crew rating system once again for the 10th time, Kinger. Yeah, and it's, you know, at this stage, you, you would think that I just have it off on the top of my head. But every time I do this, I have to look at the at my um, my very crudely written out rating system. So the Crafty Crew's rating system is, of course, starts at an uh, unbeerable. Uh, it then goes booze. 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 Beer. Brutiful. And finally, still only one recipient of the unbeer-leavable rating on the Crafty Crew podcast. So, um Mark, do you, yeah, do you want to take the lead on this one and uh, let us know what you think? Yeah, so it's got a really uh, pleasant aroma, a nice strong caramelly taste with some good sweetness in there. Um, it's a bit heavy and, you know, it's not quite carbonated enough for my tastes, but they don't detract from it majorly. So I think this is a solid, beautiful brew. Yeah, I'll jump in next. I'll jump in next and I'll just let you know because there's no point in me beating around the bush. I'm 100% in, in agreement with I think this is a beautiful beer. Um out of the Trappists that I've had, it's it would be on the lower end of Brutiful for me. There's just some other ones that I've tried that I prefer. Um, it's uh, it's not low enough to be just beer. It's definitely in the Brutiful, but it would be on the lower side of Brutiful for me. But it's it's still there, yeah, for me, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like you're harboring a, br- a grudge about how much we slammed ciders last <laughs> week and you're about to take it out on Nally. No, no, not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if the taste is for me. Maybe I think that might be it. I, I wanted to rate this higher. I don't. I just maybe I'm putting this style of beer into up on a pedestal because of what it is. But I, I think I definitely brutal. Like hundred percent brutal. Part of me wants to push it to an unbelievable. Um. But again, like I said earlier, and what I was warning us against of of rating it down because you wouldn't drink it for a night. I think ugh, two of these in one night, and you're probably happy out. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I would say brutal, personally. I think the whole oh, if you can't drink them more, I there's not a lot of craft beers that you're going to be able to drink consistently for an entire night. I don't think like a lot of them double IPAs, which wouldn't be my thing. Like, realistically, would you be able to drink, and you're a big fan of them, King, would you realistically be able to drink, like, a metal beer solid? Would you be able to drink four cans of them in a night? You'd struggle. Regardless. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, but it's... I can promise you, I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> oh, only four? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd agree with But Walshie's... in general, like, even... I think I'd agree with Walty's point, though. I think, um, I think that is something that, yeah, maybe... Maybe with the higher strength beers, like when we did it with the Dippers, like the double IPAs are only unbeer-leavable beer so far. And I feel like I really enjoyed it, but I'm not going to drink that all night because I'm going to be smashed. <laughs> so I feel like with the okay. higher strength beers, it might be as appropriate to, to maybe put that in. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, just to counter that, I think 
like when we do try a, a higher strength beer, like they all, as Walsh, you said, a lot of craft beers have a heaviness or kind of a lack of drinkability that you don't get with the lower strength kind of, you know, mainstream lagers and stuff. But even when you do try something that's higher strength or, or has that bit of heaviness, if everything else is going well for it, you're not going to count it down for it. You're going to kind of look at the whole thing. And I think that the heaviness in this is probably just a bit much. Um, that if it was a little bit lighter, a little bit more carbonated, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, so I do think it's a valid point that it's, you know, it, it does kind of take it down a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not necessarily... I... Okay, I wasn't. I'm not really disagreeing, but I don't. Not said don't agree with right. But just the whole thing of maybe bringing down a rating because you can't drink, you know, five or six of them, that could be said for a lot of them, and not even just double IPAs or these trappists, like some sours, maybe some milkshake IPAs, some of them, you know, maybe outlandish stouts that Kinger despises. Oh, and he <laughs> despises Guinness as well. <laughs> you know, you know, you'd struggle to, and and a lot of a lot of craft, I think you'd struggle. Besides, maybe the basic pale ales and stuff, you mightn't be able to have like a constant feed of it for the night. I'll take your point, right? However, I have the power of the edit. I'm going to go back and listen to some old recordings, and I'm pretty sure I'll find something of you saying. I couldn't drink this for the night, and I'm going to write it down because of that. I, I like, did. I did do it once. There has to be something in there. there, there I did know, no, I definitely <laughs> did do it once. Um, but I'm not the only one. If that's he's admitting it, it either. It, I'm admitting it. Of course, if I'm he's admitting, admitting it. to once. If he's admitting to once, how I've, many times? No, no. I've, I know. I've definitely done it once, and I think it was one of the double IPAs. I'm not 100 yeah. sure which one, but I think it was one of them. <laughs> just because the higher percentages are just not able for me. Right. Okay. We'll get into this. Um, at first. I, I was like... Oh, here we go. No, no, I'm not getting into a... <laughs> Green whole zebra all over. At first, because, like I said earlier, um, that, that initial initial kind of bang was a lot, I found. I was like, oh, I don't know about this at all. But when I kind of got, I don't know, nearly adjusted to what I was drinking, because I have no... Nothing to work against. I don't know where this stands. So, like, after drinking it, it's all gone now. After getting to the end, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm solid with the two boys. Uh, or the three, sorry. Uh, pure, beautiful, brutal. Okay. That makes the rating for the for the, for the the podcast uh, a lot yeah. easier with four brutifuls. It's a solid, down the line, brutal beer for Trappist Rosh Fort 8. Nabi? Yeah, happy days. Just uh, I just finished mine off there. And uh, just when you finish yours off, have a look at the end. So, Kinger, you know that haziness yeah. you were talking about? You can see the yeast at yes. the end. Which would be class if I had any, you know, any way of keeping that at the minute because you could, you know, that's how people make clones of them. You could harvest that yeast, grow it up, and then if you had yeah. somewhat the ingredients, you could try and make your own. Um, I suppose it would be an Abbey Ale, not a Trappist, because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't yes. be, you know, recognized by the Trappist Association. Yeah. Although I might make a push for that if I ever make a Trappist, an Abbey Ale. <laughs> <laughs> Nally, all you have to do is between now and when that yeast is grown is become a Benedictine monk and build <laughs> build a middle age monastery in your back garden. Do you reckon I could just, you know, commandeer Clomic Noise for a while? If you live within 5k and no one else does, I mean, who's going to stop you? <laughs> right, lads, what's, this... what's a particular style of beer that's changed your opinion after trying a few of them? Yeah, so I'll jump in on this and... Um... 
I know my answer pretty quick. My answer is lagers. Um, I'm not a huge fan of lagers as, you know, I think it was episode one at this stage, God, um, that I mm. kind of said that and yeah, just not a big fan of lagers. However, since then, you know, I've kind of pushed out of my comfort zone and tried a couple more and there's a couple of lagers that are quite heavily hopped and I think that might have been the problem, you know, traditionally lagers, you know, Czech lagers and stuff are hopped with Saz and things like that it just might not be my thing. But there's a couple of new ones out and, you know, IPLs is what I'm, you know, people have been calling them lately, um, where they've just been highly hopped. And they've changed my mind. There's a few of them that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of some of them. I think the, the Rock Hellas that we tried on that episode, they have a hopped, a highly hopped version of that Rock Hellas, the White Hag. And it's a really good lager. So I'm a big fan of that. So I am. Yeah. So I would say mm. Lagers is one I've changed my mind on. Yeah, happy lagers. So lagers is one I I've changed my mind on a bit anyway. Yeah. All right. For me, this is fairly straightforward. Uh, stouts. Like as we stated on the stouts episode, Ooh, I've had one pint. Who was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be honest, we're whoa. Where did that come from, we're, Kinger? We're probably going to have the same answer, but for very different reasons. <laughs> like I only had the, the the one pint of Guinness when I was like a lot younger. <laughs> and only for during the Christmas time, tried a load of summer were outlandish and weird. I, I had a Mexican hot chocolate one, which was, had chilies in it. It was an odd oh one. God. Yeah. But to, uh, some of my favorite drinks right now, salted caramel stouts. Like, I, I drink them all day. I said some beautiful ones. I have a couple of couple in the, sitting in the fridge there now that I'm looking forward to tackling. I, I'm not surprised you like the stout so much, Walshie, because... With your bald head and your dark beard, you kind of look like the top of a pipe of stout <laughs> yourself. Jesus Christ. Wow. You're, you're just itching for that to make the editor. <laughs> oh, please put it in. Please put it in. Hey, hey, looking at the top of your head, you won't be too far behind me. You're fairly receding a little bit there, buddy. He eh? says to the man with the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, but like... look at that. Look. Look at that forehead. It's receding a little, no? No, it's a dead straight line, my friend. Don't worry about me. <laughs> this, okay, well, look, this this might surprise you a bit, right? I, um, I've thought about this one a good bit, and I think ciders for me. Rosé cider, yeah. Given recent events, not particular, I'm not going to say particularly rosé ciders, just given some events lately, uh, I won't mention the ciders episode where ciders absolutely imploded on us. I always thought that you just couldn't do anything wrong. When it came to a cider, I thought it's, you can't get it wrong. But my God, did they get that wrong? Like, so I, I like, I've always gone into ciders thinking there's no way that I'm not going to like this, whatever it is, be it like a kiwi and lime or a pomegranate and strawberry or plain apple. But like, that was just gross. Like, so that's definitely one that I've, I've, uh, my opinion has changed that I have to be, a bit careful in terms of what I what I what I try from them. I love it. I love the fact we've broken you. Me and Nelly are quite happy with this situation. <laughs> did, uh, did see, I, I'm not going to say ciders because, like, I'm surprised you can do a cider right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll I'll round us up on this question. For me, um, it'll be sours. Um, I have quite, a, I guess, a small sample size of sours. When you had like seven or eight. But the first one I had sent me through so many emotions. Um, the initial few, very, very negative. Uh, my initial thoughts before I tried them were kind of like, oh, I'm not going to like this. 
But uh, yeah, after I got over that first uh, terrible one, um, I've had many's an enjoyable sour and only one or two that were kind of not genuinely enjoyable that I wouldn't go back to. So um, I'd like to thank Dr. Paul Walsh for introducing me to the style. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, sours, I really enjoy them now. I think they should be the replacement for cider. That's my, you know, that's where I'll plant my flag to die on this hill. We Ooh, should get rid of ciders, get rid of ciders and restock every pub with sours instead. I am very okay with that. <laughs> I mean, if it's summer day and I can get some sours, unfortunately, they're not as um, common as ciders, so they're very going to be hard to get. We also obviously love to hear from you as well. So if you have, if, if you want to let us know what styles maybe you've tried that's changed your mind, uh, Mark, where can people get in touch? Yeah, guys. So you can find us on uh, any platform that uh, publishes uh, podcasts. So iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and you can email us at craftycrewpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Untapped Crafty Crew Podcast if you want to follow us to see the ratings of our beers. Um, but yeah, and not only uh, let us know what kind of styles you like or what have changed your mind but if you guys have any questions you'd like to float to us here in the podcast that we can answer oh please, please do Kinger <laughs> is really struggling I'm struggling <laughs> <laughs> so as Nally cradles the next bottle we better uh, crack it open and get on with the next um, Trappist uh, of the week so this is uh, Vestmala Westmal Trippist Trappist Triple um Oh, is it? Nally, uh, this is this is your dream come true, is it? Well, uh, no, it's a pretty good day, yeah, pretty good day. I won't lie. It's so the Vesmal Vesmal <laughs> is the oldest, like we were saying earlier, it's the oldest Trappist brewery in the world. They're the original brewers of the style of triples, so they are. Um, now they have been beaten out. There is another one, but I've never had it. Um, it's called Vest for Lettering, and they won the best beer in the world from I think it was like twelve years running. They won best beer in the world, and it was their. I think it was their triple as well. So, this is the original of the triple style. So, um, yeah, let's give it a go. See how it is. So, is the pressure on us to like this then, because it's so well um, renowned? No, 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 no. <laughs> like we've said from the start, the Crafty Crew podcast is, you know, our rating system is the way to go. Mark, you have absolutely destroyed that. What did I tell you earlier? God damn it! Mark. <laughs> it's like ten, oh, ten Lord. mils, like ten mils been poured at like eighteen inches ahead in my Erdinger glass there. What? Did, what was the one warning? I have to say, <laughs> I know listeners can't see this, but I think I've actually uh, perfected the head. Oh, that's a, well that's a dinger. While she's asked, nailed it as well. So yes, uh, I don't know. It's nearly half and half. It looks pretty good in the camera, but yeah, it looks good on camera though. Ooh, it's that's not too smells, bad. It's not too bad. This is kind of what, when we're talking about colour, is what I expected initially. This kind of a yes. maybe dark, blondy kind of colour. Yeah. And then when I seen the kind That's of... That's what a, I was expecting as well. Dark, reddy, ambery kind of colour, and the other one, <laughs> I kind of like, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it's it's the other ones, they get their colour because they use that candy sugar, which gives it that darker colour. Um, whereas these don't have that candy sugar in it. Um, as far as I know, yeah, these okay. don't have that dark candy sugar in it anyway. So, you know, it takes that out of it. So the smell is a bit more... Um, it, it reminds me... Like nearly acidic or something. It reminds me, and I don't know if any of you have had it, but it reminds me an awful lot of Weinsteffener, which is a Belgian or a German Weed. vice beer. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar to that in, in smell and taste. 
I thought you were going to say extreme jelly tots or something because <laughs> you're a big fan of them. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are there extreme jelly tots? I have no idea. I was going to say uh, sour ones, which would be something I'd yeah, be on board for. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm after giving ideas out there and I'd like some royalties. Sour jelly tots would be amazing. Yeah, between your between your sour jelly tots idea and Mark's crunchy nut beer, I think uh, Kellogg's and Roundtree may be on to us soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find this so interesting, but when uh, on the bo- on the back of this bottle on on the label, it has the bottling date and obviously the best before date. But like it was bottled, mine was the bottle on the fifteenth of the tenth, uh, twenty twenty. So I'm wondering if you guys are different. Fifteenth to, to the tenth, baby. So I I assume fifteen underneath that is fifteenth to the tenth, twenty twenty two is kind of its best before yeah, yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, God, we're we're all the same. Out of the same crate. I I, I I would just I would just wonder would would the taste differ if they were bottled and in different batches or yeah. So you know. that's uh, that's actually a really good question, King. Fair play. I kind of forgot to bring it up earlier on, but uh, it's a big thing with Trappists. So their Trappists because they're bottle conditioned, they do change quite a bit over time. So there's one in particular that I've had. Um, okay. I've had when it was really fresh, and then I've had it like when it was bottle conditioned for maybe a year and a half, and it was almost like a different beer it was so crazy the difference like and um, it's one of the other trappists it's called um, okay. it's orval so not every trappist as well not every trappist does a number of beers orval only have that one beer that they make and that's it um but yeah it's it's kind of it, it mellows out over a while it's it's crazy the difference in it um i, I can't explain it as <laughs> really well but yeah it, it's mad how they change you'd expect you know the same beer to taste virtually the same you know, maybe be a bit more flat or a little bit more, I don't know, sour or something because it's aged for a while. But it's but it's okay. crazy the difference. Like the, the orange kind of taste that you get and it changes completely. So it does, it's crazy. So yeah, lads. So let's get on to this. So uh, okay. looks wise, it's uh, you know, it's the cosmos apparently. But uh, no, it's it's a, it's a dark it's a dark golden <laughs> beer. Uh, it's hazy. Like we said, you you know you're kind of going to get that haze because of bottle condition. Um, you know it's quite it's quite carbonated. You can see the bubble coming up through it, like Kinger was saying there. It's got a pretty decent head retention as well. I don't think we remarked on that in the last one, but both of these had a pretty good head retention. Like, you know, it's not it's not sitting there flat yeah, on top. Definitely. Like, um, it's pretty good. And then into the aroma, it's it's nearly kind of spicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sharp. Just, it's got it's sharp, that bit about like, it. It's kind of fruity as well, um, but in a different way to the other one. It's not. It's, it's not as sweet, nearly. Yeah, and when you start to taste it, you get a kind of real bitterness. Um, I think, which like I don't know, is this a wheat beer? Is this a wit beer? Um, maybe because it, it kind of it's really really reminding me of kind of German Weiss beers. No, it's not. It's not a wit beer. There's there's there only it's only malted barley in this. Um, so with, with some of those German vice beers and uh, some other wheat beers, like wheat beers, the Belgian ones, it actually comes from that Belgian yeast. So Belgian yeast is really phenolic and it and it gives those kind of esters and those phenols that give it that really, really distinct flavor. Um, and in some wheat beers in Germany that are near, they use the same kind of yeast and that's what is that distinct flavor. Kind of like cloves, banana, spices kind of flavor. You know, it's not it's not the cleanest yeast, but it's very distinct. And um, if you're going for that flavor, yeah. Now that you've kind of said it, cloves is what's tripping me. There's quite a clovey aroma and and taste off of this, 
which as not someone who's not a fan of cloves at all, it it kind of ruined it on me really. Really? Yeah. It's 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 a bit overpowering the clovey kind of taste. Uh which I like I I hate cloves. I can't stand the smell of them like if somebody opens a bag of clove drops, I'll leave the room. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's got some nice other flavors. It's just that flavor is what's kind of turning me away from it. Yeah. Okay. On a side note, cloves are what exactly? Well, gee, are you on a mission to sidetrack the podcast? <laughs> <or what's> the <laughs> story? Sorry, 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 sorry. I is think it... I think the taste of this is is way more floral, and I, I like to be honest, like there's a bit of a I prefer this to the last one. I have to say. Um, it's like that fl- floral, piney type of taste I'm getting of it. You know? Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think it's it's definitely more piney. I think it's it's kind of more earthy um, as well. So I think it's not a, it's not nearly as sweet as the last one. Which don't get me wrong, the last one was brutal for me, and I I loved it. But it's 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 quite sweet. Which you know, these are similar in percentages, and I feel like. I'd happily sit down and drink more of these in a night than I would the other one. Just because the other one is too heavy. You know, it's too heavy. And as Mark was saying, it wasn't... You were saying about the last one, Mark, that it was carbonated, but wasn't quite, you know, as carbonated as he expected. Whereas I feel like this one, you're not going to be able to have that argument. You know what I mean? You can't say that about this one. It's super carbonated, so it is. Yeah, definitely. This is kind of like perfect. Like the perfect level of crispness is a wide range. Um, you know, but this is in that that region. Like it's it's the crispness is good, um, and you know I get the piney, the earthy undertones. Uh, they kind of linger on your tongue when the kind of spiciness goes off, which is really nice. The aftertaste of this, for me, is a lot nicer than the actual the the front taste of it. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I could see if you if you are somebody who likes the floral flavors and cloves and that kind of thing, I can see this being an amazing beer for you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the other thing as well that makes it that's different from the other one, like you know, apart from obviously the different styles or whatever. But this one is not nearly as viscous. Like it doesn't coat your mouth as much, you know. It's it's gone. It's yeah. gone kind of quicker, which to me is a pleasant thing in this one. I feel like if it's stuck around too much, there might be too much of that floral flavor, but it leaves pretty quick and it's quite nice. I think that's a fantastic beer, and I'm gonna kick us off into our rating system. I, I'm putting this at an unbelievable. I think this is right up there. Like, I think this is fantastic. I think it's it's out of this world. It's definitely as nice as our uh, first unbelievable beer. Um, so I think it 100% deserves to be up there. Yeah, I'm gonna get in early so that people don't think I'm trying to sabotage this at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because I can see Fair. where this might go, and I just want to get my opinion in. Um. I think that this has a lot of good qualities for me. The crispness is just right. Um, as Natty said, it's not really viscous. It's a nice, not watery, but it's a nice, uh, you know, light kind of liquid in your in your mouth. It doesn't linger on the palate too long. But for me, the, the clovey floral taste, it's just a bit too much. It's just a bit overdone. And because that's it, it's something that really kind of rubs my palate the wrong way. Like, I'm going to have to drop this. I'm just going to say, for me, this is a just beer. Oh, wow. I <laughs> honestly thought, Mark, you'd go lower because the way the way you were kind of talking there for yeah. a minute, I thought you were going to go lower. Like, realistically, I if I was going to rate this just myself on my own, nobody around, I would say booze. 
but because we're doing this kind of analytically and there's a lot that's right with it and the main thing that's wrong with it is personal taste albeit a major taste of the beer i'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that let's say more people than not out there enjoy the taste of kind of cloves and floral floral spices and i'm going to give it the just beer because of that interesting i do enjoy this more than the other one uh, because, like I said in the la- in the, uh, the first beer we had, that initial sip you take it kind of hits you. Uh, now I wouldn't go as far as unbelievable, like Bollocks. like Nally had pointed out, he'd have the other one on a, a the kind of lower end of brutal. But this would be kind of a more of a, you know, it's just a straight out brutal for me. So, so that's a that's a that's a beautiful from from uh, Wall Street and a, a just bear for me. And you can hear Nally maybe in the background. He's done some quick maths and he realizes this is what not going to be an unbelievable bear. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nally, just, what's your rating? Just just before Nally gets going with his rating, can I can I ask Walshy? Just you've already said you enjoyed this one more than you enjoyed the last. Hang one. on, no, don't yes. be bullying a minute. Yeah, you can enjoy two things more. <laughs> Go on, ask away. Ask they can away. St- they can still be on the around the same level. Like, how can you rate them both both brutal if you enjoyed this one more? Okay, Finger, don't question the rating way. system. Just before let's you start getting way. going. So, <laughs> the last one, if if you were talking, like, I mean, on a side note, like, the last one, you're probably talking three point seven five to four. This one would be for me four point two five to four point five. So what do we always do in the crafty group? No, podcast? no. You break it no. down. The round up. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, no. There's no up. point system. No, no, no. You don't. You don't round. You only round up no, from the. I don't Kinger. round up. No. Kinger, stop trying to sway this into your camp. Walshy has uh, given not. a very good description of why he <laughs> thinks it is, and it's a brutal from Walshy. So let's move on to Nally's rating. Like I said, as Nally said in the last one, he had it as a lower end brutal, and I would have agreed on that. Whereas this would be not even a higher end brutal, but it'd be a kind of a straight down the line brutal. Yeah, there you go. I call it shenanigans, but okay, Nally, uh, the <laughs> final rating rests in your hands. But uh, it's irrelevant. Let us know what you. Yeah, so think. my rating is irrelevant. Well, just I just like <clears throat> to point out, uh, yeah, Mark, fair play on uh, catching me on my quick math there earlier on. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out, and it really from what it went from like a four point two five with Wallachie's beautiful from a 4.5 to a 4.1 or something which means it stays where it is as a beautiful so my rating is irrelevant at this stage um, but yeah no for me that is no that is no no that it's is, not because it yeah. could go lower <laughs> yeah i don't think it <laughs> a is likely, to be you, I don't think a likely scenario <laughs> but uh you know for me that's uh that's that's <laughs> unbelievable man I, I i love this beer um you know, I I, compl- I I completely, Mark, completely agree with where you're coming from. I get that. That kind of clovey, spicy taste at the front is quite strong. Yeah. The aftertaste is nowhere near as clovey. And it's just that initial hit of it. You know, it's quite strong. And that's perfectly fine. That's that's why this rating system is the premier rating system in Ireland. Because we take into account everyone's taste. You know, that's why we've got such a wide group of people here. But, uh, yeah. So, um yeah, no, for me, it's unbelievable. Um, I haven't had this beer in over a year now because of lockdown. And I just, I hadn't ordered it online because it was easier to just get cans from the same, you know, the websites we were getting and stuff. But um, just before we picked these beers for this episode, I had gotten the delivery, which included 
the Vesmal double and the Vesmal triple. And they were in my press and I'm like, oh, this is class. Ooh. I can't wait to have these. And then we had our get together to decide on what beers we were doing next. And as Kinger said earlier, he picked the Trappist <laughs> beers. So I have abstained for the last, you know, as a good monk should, I have abstained for the last few weeks from having <laughs> from having the Vesmal triple that's in my press just so I could have it again on this goddamn podcast. And uh, yeah, goddamn, it does not disappoint. It's a savage beer. Um, and just on a on a side note, I know we record this early, but this is going to be coming out two days after Paddy's Day. So, um, yeah, glad we got in a religious beer for a religious uh, holiday. Good job, boys. That's some serious planning. <laughs> okay, so just I'll round us up with that. And to Nally and uh, Kinger's deep chagrin, that's going to be a uh, beautiful rating for Vespala's uh, triple Trappist. Mark taking my job. I'm going to let it stand. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Second question of the week, right? And I've thought about it differently. So I'm coming from a bit of a different angle this week. I'm going to pit you three against each other in a little competition. Oh. Oh. I hope this works. Uh, So (laughs) it's basically a... (laughs) No, it's not a quiz. It's a bidding war, right? So, mm. I'm going to give you each 60 seconds. I want you all to tell me, and think about it realistically, how many beers can you name from different countries? Ah. So, obviously, a specific brand, or do you need, like... A, a specific beer from, a, so, Ireland Guinness, as an example. Okay. That's, you know what I mean? So, like, so, it doesn't have to be, to give you a further example, like, Ireland... Guinness original porter. It's just no, no. Uh, one beer from and I, one, and I one can't. Country. I can't like. It's it's just one beer. Like I can't have, you know, multiple beers from one country. No. Okay. One right. beer, okay. one country. That's fine. But like, okay. But the idea, the, the the idea is to give me a number more than the other two. Okay. So yeah, with a definitely. quick little bit of uh, edit magic, uh, the lads have had a, had to think about it. So. Who wants to give me the first opening bid of how many countries and beers they can name? I'll do, yeah, I'll do three. That's low. Okay. Is, Wait, that, that I get another bid though. I get another yeah, bid, course, don't I? Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a bidding war. We can go as low as we want, like, surely. And then. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But any any improvement on three? So, just sorry, quick question. When do they all have to be craft beers? No, no. No, it's just, just beers. Just, beers. just name a beer from that country. <laughs> Any improvement on three? Can I? Can, can I? Can I say three point five? No, just for the crack. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll go with uh, seven. Oh, more than double. That's an interesting tactic. You know what? I'll I'll bounce it back to you, and I'll go twelve. As they say on Dragons Den, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, really, Walter? You come on. Could you, could you name thirteen countries and then Me. beers from that country? <laughs> you can't name thirteen countries. Can you? <laughs> Probably not. You know what I mean? As a doctor, that's not my field of expertise. I'd suggest Walter gives us just one number, just in case the boys don't hit their target, and then Walter can swoop in. Seven. So, uh, seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So Mark had twelve. I'll go fourteen. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, see, I'm sure I'm 13, and I don't know if in the, the time that I would start answering to the time I finish answering would I get yeah. two more. Remember, you have 60 seconds. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with my number of uh, of of t- uh, 12. I'm going to stick with 12, Kinger. And I'm going to let Nally name 14 beers from 14 countries. I'll okay. get the timer ready, actually. Uh, I wouldn't say it's great to actually sit back and just kind of relax. Oh, and I am screwed, in. boys. I completely forgot the 60 seconds. <laughs> just to update everyone... As it stands, Nally has 60 seconds to name, was it 15? 14. <laughs> 14. 14. Nally has 60 seconds to name 14 countries and then a beer from that country. If he fails, Mark has to do 13? 12. I'm sticking with 12. If he fails, Mark has to do 12. And if Mark fails, it falls to Walshie to clinch it with seven countries and seven beers from those countries. Mm. What about you, Kinger? I asked the question. I'm not yeah. playing. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, K- Kinger had all week because he probably has 256 beers from 256 countries written in front of him <laughs> on a piece of paper. Okay. I'll be honest. I'd probably struggle with five. That's why I've done this, that I wouldn't have to take part. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go because I'm, I'm loving the, No, I'm loving the competition. I don't want Nally to have more time to think okay. about it. So. Nally, are you ready? No, I fucked myself. <laughs> I forgot the 60 seconds. Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark has the timer ready to go. On three, two, one, go. Ireland, Guinness, Northern Ireland, Boundary Brewing, uh, England, Strongbow, Australia, Coopers, uh, Belgium, Westmal, uh, Japan, Asahi, Thailand, Singa, China, Tsingtao, Sierra Nevada in America, Molston in Canada, uh, Carlsberg in Denmark, Afflegem in... The Netherlands. Uh, uh, Alska is Sweden and uh, oh, fifteen seconds. Peroni in uh, Peroni in Italy. Uh, Bira Moretti is no. Uh, I've already done it. That's fourteen. But uh, 15 would be San Miguel uh, in Spain, Corona in Mexico, 16, boom. Oh! <laughs> Was that really 16? Yeah, 16, 16 man. Yeah. 16 seconds. So, all I was sitting on is San Miguel, Baron Ready. I was wondering why you didn't yeah. say them a lot sooner. Yeah, I was going through <laughs> other ones, son. Can I just say you skipped over Brewdog in Scotland, which is massive right now. Uh, oh, yes. God, yeah, actually, as, as, that's a great one. Estrella. I'm just going to throw out the ones you didn't have. Estrella from Spain, Superbock, Portugal, Budvar from the Czech Republic. Um, Anything from Germany. Did you say Germany? Mm. No, I didn't. I didn't know. (laughs) Anything from Germany. Pure pure panic. You could have said any German word Ah. and it probably is a beer. You know, Um, (laughs) I I would like to. (laughs) I had one ace in the hole. I didn't think you'd have Russia and I had a Russian one. But you, you spanked me with the Asian beers. You had a lot of them. Fair play. <laughs> Cheers. All that anime you're watching. So that seems like a good enough place to wrap up this week's episode. Um, Trappist in the bag. I think it was a fairly successful week, lads. Do you agree? Yay. Yeah. Happy enough. Yeah. yeah. Go Monks. Solid. <laughs> Go Monks. And our sound between beers and, I don't know, teaching Daredevil how to fight. <laughs> a sound bunch. Okay, next week it's Black IPAs. Uh, we're going to have Thornbridge, Raven, and Kinnegar's Black Bucket. Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at what oh, you're doing. Oh, some man. How would a gap with that again? How would you even do it? Like, I mean, this is oh, this is why you got that doctor. Which not even have gone like. <laughs> Well, as the lads head off on another tangent at the end of this episode, I'll send us out so it's a goodbye from Walshy, goodbye from Mark, goodbye from Nally, and myself, Kinger. See you next week. No, and I don't want to. I mean, you should. It was very, very good.